Hi everyone, welcome to the Museum of Curiosities for Children podcast. I'm Bianca Lintani and I'm the creative director of MOOC. and welcome back to the Museum of Curiosities for Children podcast. It's great to have you here and happy 2021. We are really excited to be bringing some more uh, interviews with artists and designers and many creative individuals from across uh, the globe. And to kickstart 2021, we had the opportunity and pleasure to meet and speak with uh, Mate from his studio in Melbourne, Australia. And it was fantastic uh, to speak with Mate. I uh, have known Mate for a few years uh, since um, meeting at Monash University and studying graphic design. But what was really interesting is that uh, Mate is behind, or the creative director behind Eavesdropper. And he has uh, worked in uh, the States as well as worked in Australia on many different projects. Uh, but his work, Eavesdropper, uh, is certainly, uh, you know, certainly really unique. Um, and it's been great to see, uh, you know, how he has used uh, conversations uh, said by others and to create that into these incredible uh, illustrative pieces. Uh, and so it was really uh, interesting to speak with Mate in terms of the, the projects that he has worked on in the past, um, some upcoming and future projects that he hopes to accomplish um, as well. But what was really interesting as well was to uh, speak about, uh, you know, with the effects of last year, how, um, you know, Mate has uh, looked at different ways in which he's um, you know, his work and his uh, illustrations could certainly help others. And it was really inspiring to hear how uh, that certainly evolved uh, last year. So uh, we're just uh, really uh, grateful to be speaking with you, Mate. So first of all, thanks for coming on the show. It's great to have you here. Could you just tell our listeners um, just a little bit about yourself? Of course. Hi, Bianca. Hi, everybody. My name is Mate. Uh, I am a creative director uh, with a background in illustration and graphic design. I studied uh, visual communication at Monash um, maybe, God, 10 years ago now, I think, even more. And since then, I uh, left Melbourne and headed out to New York to try a career over there, landed at an ad agency called Saatchi and Saatchi and did... <laughs> My cat tried to jump. It's a special effects. She is a she is a menace to society. Um, just derailed the other podcast. Um, so <laughs> before adopting a maniac, uh, I lived in New York for five years and uh, did art direction for, uh, for advertising uh, and creating storyboards and writing scripts uh, and then doing mural artwork for um, apartment buildings and, and restaurants. Uh, then I came back to Melbourne to start a creative studio called Either Either or Either Either. Either Either is really fine. 
and kind of landed into this position now that I use all of my knowledge from the advertising, the illustration, the hand lettering, and um, and now more focused on directing comedies that uh, are intended to help people through difficult topics like COVID-19 through mental health. And that's why I'm here today. <laughs> that's excellent. And um, tell us also a little bit about um, eavesdropper like how did that start how did you come up with the concept for that I was at the ad agency this is god I'm gonna say six years ago now um, I was uh, I was recommended by Stefan Sagmeister who's a designer that I really idolized at the time to focus more on my hand lettering work uh, so uh, and also Instagram was starting to pick up and become a big thing and a very popular thing to post at the time was inspirational quotes, you know, that would be set over pictures of a beach or a forest, uh, which isn't to say that those affirmations aren't helpful, uh, but I think I was just feeling a little, little bit cynical about them because so many of them were coming up. Uh, so I thought it would be funny to just get phrases that were a little more unassuming and banal and um, present them as these, these um, historical quotes when really it was just something that people said in passing. So for anyone who doesn't know, Eavesdrop is a series where I overhear people's conversations and create hand lettering uh, based on those conversations. Um, and that project um, went for 365 days. Uh, and within that time, uh, I managed to get the attention of a pub book publisher who um, published my favorite 100 from the first year of that project. I created merchandise, so things like tote bags, pillows, mugs, um, and had them sell at places like West Elm uh, and that also gained the attention of um, media outlets like BuzzFeed and Fast Company and all these all these um, publications that I used to read all the time and just never considered being featured on. Uh, but now uh, Eavesdropper's developed into this um, uh, a video page where I use a lot more of my facial expressions in there and combine it with sound and and uh, try to bring a bit more personality uh, into the artwork. Oh, that's excellent, Matt. And I wanted to ask, like, uh, especially for our listeners uh, and especially those that are, you know, interested in typography or hand lettering or uh you know any form of you know using words to create some sort of um animation i mean where do you draw some of your inspiration from um i still draw inspiration from the cartoons that i grew up with you know cat dog or uh doug or um oh man dragon ball z pokemon uh so very little of the typography work is actually grounded in other type designers that I've seen. Uh, it's mostly based in illustration and, and cartooning. Um, then, you know, for a specific piece, 
I'll listen to the tone in which it's said or what what they're they're talking about. So if it's something that's related to Star Wars, I'll see if I can do an adaptation of the Star Wars font or you know squeeze it into you know a Darth Vader helmet. Um, alternatively, if it's something that's being whispered uh, or if it's quite an emotional and um, vulnerable thing that's being said, I'll do something quite uh, smaller and more naive looking. Uh, with like a little fine line of pen. Um, but then if it's big and bold and loud, I'll get the Copic markers out. I'll get the brush pens going. Uh, I'll get the textures happening um, and, and just take it more so from there. Like listen to the drama of it and approach it more as a comic book artist than, than an actual like type designer. Cause I, I, I'm really not, I'm not the latter. I'm not a type designer at all. That's excellent, Matt. And I wanted to ask, like, how, I mean, it's part of your creative process. If you've got something to make, like, how, like, do you have, like, a little sketchbook and you come up with the ideas or, like, what's your, like, your process in terms of, like, making things or making any works? Um, for the most part, it does start with the, the sketchbook, Um it will depend on the project, definitely. Um, and I tend to work better with, um, with boundaries. Um, but interesting question. <laughs> Is it, I think it's a lot of sketching up front and also looking at work that I, that I like that's kind of similar to where I'm trying to go with it. So if that, it comes from another illustrator or a film or a TV show that's thematically in the same tone of what I'm trying to, to get at. Um, I generally go to that place. Um, and it's usually outside the medium that I'm trying to um, come out with. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes when I'm doing a very quick project I'll rely on you know a bag of tricks that I have that I think every creative has you know things that they sort of lean on and they they go back into they're like okay well I do this well I use these colors a lot but I know they work I know this font works um but that's a very good question because um it yeah the inspiration for a project generally comes up comes um the inspiration for a project will depend on how much time I'm given to look for it. Yeah, of course. And I think that's one of the things because, you know, um, you know, with, with your work and, and the, you know, the variations of, you know, all the beautiful lettering and the use of um, imagery and also some of the current projects that you're working on um, as well, you know, the element of film. I mean, it's just, you know, for me, it's quite interesting to know how, how you work as a creative individual because um, for many of us, like, we might work in a particular way, but then also there is that sense of, um, I don't know, a bit of flexibility or we just sometimes, we don't know how it just, it just happens, but we just go on this, uh, this journey and then we experiment or trial a few things and then we get to that final um, outcome. But, um, but yeah, it's really interesting to, to hear, um, you know, how you, you know, come up with your ideas because, you know, that can always be a little bit tricky at start 
you know, where do I start from and, you know, and then allowing that to, to grow. Um, how, like, how, like, you know, when did you find that, you know, you really enjoyed the creative arts? Like when was it that something goes, you know, sort of sparked in your mind to go, you know, actually I do want to pursue, you know, something, something in the, in the creative arts? That probably would have been while I was studying journalism. In my, my first year of uni, when I left high school, um, I just figured I was a good I was a good writer. I wasn't amazing, but I knew it was something that I could do. Uh, and I always loved art, but I just didn't know any other outlet for my drawings other than the Herald Sun comics or you know the newspaper comics. Um, and I just didn't want to I didn't want to do comics for the newspaper all the time. Um, but the moment probably would have been when I went to the ACMI, the, the, the Australian Centre of the Moving Image, is that? That's yeah, it that's it, yeah. Yeah, there was, a exhibition, there was an exhibition there um, called The Art of Pixar. And that was just this insane feature of um, all the concept art for all the characters, all the set designs, all the storyboards for Pixar movies, all the clay uh, models that they made, all the, all the research that they did, um, uh, even all the you know, animation tests for Sully's Fur and, and Monsters, Inc. Uh, all of that um, was just such an eye-opener. So by the end of it, I was aware I, I just had a realization of, oh, you can actually draw these kooky things and they can be in movies and, you know, they can be for something that's much more satisfying than, you know, making a comic, making fun of some politicians' poor decision-making that week. Yeah, <laughs> that's excellent. And you're, I, I think I can remember seeing that exhibition as well at, um, at Acme. So I do recall... Um, the sketchbooks as well and and that's the thing about you know we we all love films or animations but uh when you actually look at the complexity of what goes behind the scenes uh it's quite remarkable um you know how things are configured because uh you know we're looking at something from 2d to 3d and it's quite yeah it's quite quite interesting and um and tell us also about some of the projects or some of your future projects that you're working on. Future projects. Oh, there's so many one, so many projects that are up in the air right now <laughs> that I'm excited about. And, you know, part of me hesitates because I don't know if they will survive to see the future. <laughs> but um, nevertheless, I'm excited about them. One uh, that is very much underway and I've been working on for the past couple of years now is a, uh, is a children's book um, that I've created with a friend of mine. Um, I won't give anything away. Oh, but no, we keep it a surprise. <laughs> the, you know, the basic idea is that it's about a balloon that falls in love with the moon. It's very, very sweet. Um, we're also working on a series, uh, comedy, a sketch comedy series based on the eavesdropper Instagram. Uh, and it's all about the funny things that we overhear. Um, and then all the stories we make up in our heads based on those, 
those overheard conversations. You know, when you, you're sitting somewhere and you hear somebody walk past, you, know, you just hear one excerpt of a conversation. You sort of spend a few minutes going like, I wonder what they were talking about. Where were they going? Um, so that, that kind of uh, concept plays out through the whole series and it ends up in some very uh, ridiculous and fun situations. Um, but what, what else, what else is something coming in the future? There's, there's one, an, another one that's very early days um, that I'm a part of. I'm not, you know, the central person running it, but it is a comedy about Alzheimer's uh, with the aim of raising more awareness of it, but also um, pointing out, you know, the, the dark comedy and, and sort of sadly funny moments of um, being close to somebody who's, who's experiencing it. Um, because I think that that's a focus that I, I would love to keep nurturing that finding, finding the comedy in the sad, sadder and more difficult parts of life, which makes it more palatable uh, and, and help hopefully helps a lot more people um, who, who encounter it rather than, you know, the messaging around difficult topics at the moment, um, you, you know, which is quite sensitive and well done. Um, but I, I would love to see, I would love to see some humor in there to just humanize it and bring more people in. And that's what's so, um, you know, exciting, you know, every time like, you know, we see your work being put out there or even just hearing about your projects is that, you know, as, um, as you know, your creative skills evolve, uh, it's so nice and, and so interesting to see how it assists, you know, humanity, like how the creative arts, you know, is assisting other people that may, um, you know, uh, have some sort of, you know, condition. Um, it, it's so, you know, wonderful to see that, um, that it, it's connecting with people uh, more on all different levels, which is really interesting. And I wanted to also ask, I mean, especially for our listeners or for those that are um, perhaps um, studying or, you know, just sort of um, still at school or contemplating to do something creative, like what kind of advice uh, would you give to anyone that, you know, is thinking about pursuing something, um, yeah, in the arts or design? Um, I think one of the issues that I had um, going in was that I would look at the work um, that I loved and just thought I will never be that good. Um, and I just wish someone would then tell me that every single person who's, who's making this stuff that you like has gone through years of, of, of work that didn't match their taste, of, of, of failed projects, of like what we were talking about, future projects that maybe didn't last, uh, that didn't see the light of day. Uh, you are seeing just the, the tip of, of the iceberg. So um, let it let all of that inspire you rather than deflate you. Um, you know, work work towards what you want and don't stress if what you want changes as well. Um, you're in you are not obliged to stick with one path if you discover something else. Don't be afraid to. Um, step out of what you think is the direction that you're heading in 
um, because, you know, that's how I found myself where I am now. I, I left uni to, to head to New York to become an illustrator and landed at an advertising agency, like not, not in the, in like the universe of creative work, but not quite it. Uh, and then, you know, listened to people's feedback and tried typography. And then that took me into mural making. And then that went into, you know, coming home and directing music videos and, and, and video and like a uh, comedy and then learning even more new skills. Um, but yeah, overarching thing. Don't worry if your work isn't as good as what you like, you'll get there. Yeah, it's such a good advice, Mate, because I think um, one of the things that's super important and something that, you know, especially with your work, because it has such a, um, you know, a strong, um, you know, aesthetic, uh, you know, quality, like as soon as we see your work, you know, it, it's it's got that beautiful presence about it. And I think, um, you know, just from sharing that, you know, that um, feedback of just uh, honouring that, we each have like a, you know, a style or something. And it's just a matter of just fostering it and then just seeing where it goes um, is really, really important. That's so good. It's, it's great to hear also how the diversity of your work ha has grown um, over time. And um, I just wanted to also ask, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, especially with what's been happening globally um, with the COVID-19, the pandemic, do you feel, I mean, this is something that we're asking and sort of investigating as part of our podcasts also, is that with everything that has happened globally, whether this is also shaping or developing, um, you know, not that we necessarily need a new art movement or design movement, but do you think, that this this time that we've been inside has certainly shifted the way we create works yeah absolutely um before quarantine and i think we might have spoken about it briefly um my i always had a, a fear of appearing to uh political in my work i always thought no it's not my place to comment on world issues, um, I'm just here for, for a laugh. People don't really rely on me to, you know, get their information. Um, there are people who are out there for that, but once you realize that art has always been one of the most powerful tools of communicating, you know, your beliefs and, and speaking to, you know, a lot more people than, than you think, uh, you realize that even though it might be uncomfortable at times, um, speaking out against things that you're, that you're not okay with is, is such a powerful thing when you have a creative voice and you have a way of, of saying it that people can relate to, whether it is creating a poster or making a film or painting something or making a song, writing something. Um, and now with the addition of social media with art, uh, you can now, you know, elevate other people's voices who might not have the same platform as yours, who in any other situation, you know, when we didn't have um, 
have social media probably wouldn't be heard. Uh, so, um, yeah, now like it's, yeah, now more than ever, I think we are more empowered to um, sh make art to, to help people or to just at least make them feel heard or, you know, selfishly, you know, get something off my own chest. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. No, it's really interesting because, I mean, I always find it very fascinating also when we look at, you know, from the 20th century movement and especially when there was World War II and we did have a lot of artists producing work that was quite mm -hmm. controversial or quite political that it's almost like we are, in a sense, despite the factors are a little bit different with what's happening at the moment, but um, it's really interesting to hear from you that this, this time and this period that we still are in, I mean, we are in 2021 now, but, um, you know, that it, it's giving us a new form of expression um, and we've got the, the support, I suppose, of technology, uh, devices, uh, social platforms to, um, yeah, just to voice out uh, things yeah, things that matter. Um, yeah, so that's really interesting. <laughs> it is. It's such a cool. It's, it's such a cool discovery, you know, because people have always done this with art. I think we just have a, you know, a brand new way to do it, and and we should use it. Definitely, definitely. I I agree, and I think it's like you know the the world has kind of stopped still with everything that's been going on, and and now we can actually really see the um the true beauty of of what the um the creative arts uh, can do for us and and for others as well. So Mate, thank you so much for coming on our show. I I also um wanted to um also mention to our listeners where can they find your work. They can find uh, my work at eavesdropper. Uh, I'm not going to get this wrong. Uh, <laughs> eavesdropper.org. Oh, no, no, wrong, wrong. They can find my work at eavesdropper.co. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> or my studio is either-either.com. Okay, fantastic. I mean, we'll leave the links um, in, the, in the podcast and also on our website and Instagram. But um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the Museum of Curiosities for Children channel. It's been such a delight to, you know, to connect uh, with you from your studio in Melbourne and just to speak to you about your works. And um, yeah, we just want to wish you all the very best for 2021 as well. Thank you, Bianca. You too. This is an amazing thing that you're doing. So that concludes our interview with Mate. So um, for our, all our listeners, you can find the links to Mate's website um, as well as follow his work on Instagram. And uh, we look forward to presenting shortly our next podcast. We will be interviewing a glass artist uh, from New Zealand. Um, so we look forward to presenting that uh, shortly on Spotify. And for all our latest news, do visit the Museum of Curiosities for Children.com or follow us, uh, Museum Mock, on Instagram for all our latest updates. Uh, so from Milan, uh, happy 2021, wishing everyone all the best and uh, we look forward to presenting some more podcasts. Thanks everyone.